0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, welcome
1: to the Chronic Podcast. I'm your fearless host, Ralph Malbro. We are joined, as always, by Kevin Hell from The ball. Andrew Juge of the Saints Nation, and our leader is MIA for like the fifth week in a row. He's he is, if I'm correct, he is drunk on a beach in Cancun, possibly arrested, possibly missing, possibly watching an El Burro show. Is that correct, Kevin?
2: Um, actually, I think he's. He posted a photo, or or he said something. That he's flogging the dolphin or playing with a dolphin, I'm not sure. It's one or the other.
1: That's a felony in 49 states. So <laughs>
2: yes, but he's not in the states. He's in, Man, he's in Puerto Rico.
1: That's true. So that's like the Wild West. You could do anything there. Uh, you know, there's no really, there's no real Saints news, and thank God for that because it's the off season, and the only, amen. The only, the only news you're going to get this time of year with the NFL is. Bad news. Um, You know, and this isn't a... That's what Aaron
3: Hernandez said?
1: That's exactly what Aaron Hernandez says. But I want to tie into what's going on with the Patriots and Aaron Hernandez and their receiving issues to what happened last year with the Saints, Andrews. I feel like there were some Saints, not all, of, not all, because I was one of, I was wrong. I thought either the Saints would be awesome last year and they would rally around not having Sean Payton, or they would be three and 13. So they went seven, nine. So I was wrong about that, but there were a lot of people that thought it's going to be fine. They're going to be, they got the offense. They'll win 10, 11. It'll be fine. They don't really need Sean Payton. It's not that important. And they Diluted themselves in a thing because Sean Payton is really fucking important, and I feel like New England, the media, but maybe ESPN talking heads and their fans and a certain block of the national media, they think the Patriots have Bill Belichick and they have Tom Brady, and even though Kevin corrected me, they're not missing their top three receivers. They're missing their top five receivers. Kevin, roll them off for the people uh, of who. All right,
2: so you're so you're looking at wide receivers, Wes Welker. Has been created or released or whatever. Brandon Dawn. Lloyd gone. Dion Branch gone. Aaron Hernandez out with an arrest. Oh. Rob, Brinkowski, Rob Brinkowski, out Bro- with Bro- a broken or or whatever the hell else he's well, got. Well,
1: Kevin, will Al Michaels when Aaron when they mention Aaron Hernandez, will he? You know how he says with the he says out with a. knee? Yeah. Will he say Aaron Hernandez yeah. out with a murder? I, <laughs>
2: <laughs> out with a conviction.
1: <laughs> out with a conviction. <laughs> Um, but Andrew, is it is it a is it a analogous thing? I mean, I, I feel like New England. It's one of those things where I could I see a really good chance that like week five people are going to be like, "What the fuck is wrong with New England?" Oh yeah, they're missing all their receivers. And, and well, is the, that,
3: their top guy right now is Dola, who I think is a poor man's Wes Welker, and he's going to be broken by week three. I mean, Amendola. I think he's played like 20 games in four seasons. I, I, he, I'm not looking at the stats right now, but he he has been injured. I think all four years he's been in. He elite. has
1: been. He's missed 21. I I, re, I heard this on NFL the NFL radio. He has missed 24 of a possible 64 games. So he basically misses yeah. five games a year.
3: So I mean, if you're a gambling man and Ralph, I know that you absolutely I am a gambling are. I'm a gambler. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 putting a sizable chunk of change on, you know, if you're playing roulette and it's red or black, you know, injured or not injured, you're putting all your chips on injured. So, um, and that's their number one guy right now. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with Gronkowski. I mean, there's still a chance he'll play this year, right? Um, yeah, so, but I mean, I, I,
1: yeah. he could play, but, man, that the the the, the thing is, like, He's, he's had, like, multiple back injuries. He's had the forearm issue where he had a bunch of stuff. Um, so it's just, you yeah. know. it's uh, you,
3: you don't know. I mean, once you start having multiple surgeries, that makes you start to wonder, is there an infection they're not telling us about? You know, I mean, uh, we, I don't know the details, and you know the, we know what they're willing to share with us, but that's always a pretty scary thing when you – they're going back in multiple times for the same problem, um, which means that they tried to fix it and it didn't work. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that definitely – look, the Saints lost Robert Meachum, and while it didn't crush the offense, uh, it had – I think it had more of an impact than most of us expected. Um, I, I think we all thought, oh, Joe Morgan, he'll step right in, he'll be fine. Um, halfway through the year last year we were kind of freaking out about the receivers. Now they came around a little bit, but um, I, I, I do think, I mean, you look at that as a, as a point that, you know, when you lose a player that had a significant impact on the field, and even if there's a bunch of other playmakers that you're hoping will pick up the slack uh, when you're talking about the best tight end and, NFL history, arguably, in Gronkowski. I mean, he put the best season ever together in NFL history. Hernandez was honestly not that much worse than Gronkowski. I mean, they're very similar players with very similar abilities. Um, So you're talking about them potentially both being out week one. Um, You're talking about Welker gone. And um, so I, I don't know how I feel about this receiving core now. They still have Tom Brady and you know, he's going to put the ball in the right place. And it doesn't matter if a receiver is wide open or if he's um, just barely open. He's going to put the ball in the right place. So I, I, I still think that offensive put-up points will be fine. They're, they may not be as explosive as they were the previous year. But the, the problem with the Patriots right now is that all their money is kind of invested on that side of the ball. And their defense has really struggled in years past. And I think they're hoping that they rebound a little bit this year defensively, but um, if they're kind of coming up with the same problems on top of their passing game, taking a hit, um, I mean, we saw with the Saints, an elite quarterback can still return a 7-9 or 8-8 season to you if you're top-heavy with your quarterback and don't put the tools around him to succeed. So um, I I could absolutely see – the Patriots, if they don't have a run game, if they're relying on the pass too much, um, I could absolutely see them being a 7-9 and nine type team
1: this year. Kevin?
2: The problem with everything, I mean, like, literally, I love everything Jude just said. I agree with it. I totally feel like, oh, my God, the Patriots are fucking vulnerable this time. They are so <laughs> vulnerable this year. I'm betting on the and Dolphins yes. to
1: win the AFC East in Vegas. When That's
2: I go. your wife talking, Ralph. You and I well, both know go Come on.
1: Invested it in it. I want to. I want if I have money on it, I'll really care.
2: I mean, Jesus Christ, man! It's like the Jets are the, the Jets might as well not even exist. <laughs> the fucking Bills. I can totally see the Bills jumping out to the lead in the division through the first half of the season, and then just completely gagging it the fuck up because they're the
0: Bills and the Dolphins. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. It's like, wait a minute. Ryan
2: fucking Tannehill... And, and, and a defense that, that, that you know, people on the radio say have pieces, and they sound complimentary, but then they're like, oh, yeah, but they lost this guy, and then they got rid of this guy, but then they brought this guy in. But, yeah, I mean, I totally buy the Dolphins. Wait a minute. You just said all the fucking things that they switched out and changed up, and then they lost these guys that you said were really good, and now you're telling me that the fucking Dolphins are the, are the team that's going to it's going to frighten the Patriots. Well, I'm
1: saying, I'm saying the New England will go from 12 wins to 10, and Miami can go to seven wins to nine. So you got them like neck and neck in December. That's what I'm saying.
2: You literally just said seven to nine. Well, no, Jude said seven to nine for the Patriots. It's like, look, I want to believe that the Patriots are going to stumble. I just it's like I can't fucking tell you right now that another team's gonna come out and win the division. Yeah, that,
3: that's the one thing. The division is so weak that even the Patriots being vulnerable and like Ralph said, even if they go ten and six, I, I kinda you guys are kind of changing my opinion because we're still talking about six of their games being against an AFC
1: East. They could go nine and seven and win the AFC East. Yeah, but it'll be close. I agree. It won't be a it won't be a walkover, is what I'm saying.
3: Unless the Jets kind of rebound to have a year like they did a few years ago. Oh
1: my! God. How I mean, is that going to happen? We're talking. To it everybody.
3: could, man. You never know. I mean, I, I feel like that's more realistic than Kevin Cobb doing anything with the Bills. We are
1: lost. Um, we are lost in the oh yeah, and, midst of middle July. And, 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 and
2: here are the here are the divisions that they're playing. And again, here are the divisions they're playing. They're playing the NFC South. And they're playing the AFC North.
1: You know, and I'm going to say the NFC, the AFC North, is going to be not that good. Why? Are we
2: talking I mean, the, about? Raven, the Ravens know, fucking good. lost a whole bunch of guys. They threw a whole bunch of money in Joe Flacco, who's overrated. Who's uh, okay? I say he's overrated, and the, and the fucker just won the uh, the Super Bowl. But again, the, he ain't worth all the fucking cash that they just threw him. And they just lost, the, you know, look, as much grief as we fucking, as people give Ray Murder, Ray Murder can still get up for a fucking football game, and he can he can get other motherfuckers up for a football game. That's his power. And it's gone. So, good,
1: good yeah. luck. Yeah. He'll, be oh, on yeah. ESPN. Oh, yeah. He'll be on ESPN interviewing yeah. Aaron Hernandez.
3: Right, and, and, and was, let's, losing, let's, let's losing let's not Reggie it. Bush is a big hit for the Dolphins.
1: It I is. Think. He was pretty good. He yeah. was, he was... Pretty good.
2: but Reggie's now with Detroit, um, and and let's not forget the biggest fucking hindrance to the Baltimore Ravens. They just added Stephen uh, Steve Spagnolo as a <laughs> as, as a uh, as I think he's the DC now, or if not, he's a fucking defensive consultant.
1: He's the Ebola of defensive coordinators.
2: Yeah, so there you go. Enjoy that, guys.
1: Yeah, All right. kiss of death. <laughs> You know, Andrew, as we as we slowly, and I think it's like, is it like sixteen days away from training camp, and and um, now the team they only train, they only practice once a day, um, and we and we and we joked about it in the count in the in the rankings when the they didn't have Jimmy Graham in the top one hundred, but they had Vernon Davis, and I compared Ben Watson to Vernon Davis. You have sort of swung me. The more I look at it and the more I go into, like, football outsiders and start getting myself primed for the year and do reading, the more I think about it, I think the two tight end set for the Saints is going to be spectacular. I think it's got a, it, at least it's got a chance to be that.
3: Well, I think when you look at the Saints' offense, I think you've got to throw away for a second – um what what they actually what formation they line up in, and look at the substitutions personnel wise before they even huddle up, right? So let's say you've got a three receiver set and all of a sudden you have Joe Morgan, Lance Moore, and Sproles. you know, let's say the, the Colston stays on the field and let's say those three guys come off and you've got you've got, Mark Ingram, uh, Watson, and Graham that come in to replace them. So all of a sudden, defense is seeing that, seeing that that substitution, and they're immediately thinking, okay, this is a run formation they're switching to. This is this, this, this tips running play. So you bring in a couple linebackers, um, and you know you go run heavy. And so then what the Saints do is they run play action. You know they put Jimmy Graham out on the outside. So all of a sudden. The defense has got to quickly decide, crap, what do we do? So he's out against on an island against the corner, and you run a play action to, you, know, you run a play action with Ingram, and then all of a sudden you've got Jimmy Graham one on one with the corner. If a linebacker is drops in coverage and shades over to him, then you've got Ben Watson running down the, the seam, and you've got a linebacker that's one on one with him and has to cover him. And I just think when you think about plays like that where you get those mismatches, um, Watson is going to be able to come in there with Graham. It's immediately going to tip run, and he is such a good receiver um, that the two tight end formation is actually going to be able to exploit defenses even more than coming in there with Colston, Moore, and and Morgan where you think to yourself, that's a pretty – explosive three receiver set but the defense is going to bring in their three best coverage guys when they see that substitution so um the mismatches i think pre-snap pre -pre pre-everything i mean just just the personnel change um that 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 is going to bring and the mismatches that you're going to get from that um are going to give a new wrinkle to this offense than with Dave Thomas they just simply didn't
1: have. Well, Andrew and that and that on that note, what is something about the Saints that since it's the middle of July and you're we're just getting fired up for the what's what is something about the Saints that you've talked yourself into maybe even irrationally that's going to be really good that when we look back in November or October you're going to be like god that was dumb that I thought that, but something that I think the tight end combination not only can be good but can be spectacular is there anything that you're looking at the saints roster going yeah you know i think i think that's going to be all right it's going to be better than people think
3: uh well i mean are you asking me just as a like one player that could make a difference one
1: player position or like the running game the whatever I i
3: wrote about this i wrote about this today and for me the one sleeper on the offensive side of the ball uh, that we should really pay attention to is Abed Hakeem's little brother, Salim Hakeem. He was on the team, on the active roster for the final two games last year. The Saints picked him up from the Rams practice squad, and they obviously were thinking ahead. Like, we really want this guy in training camp next year, so let's give him an active roster spot so we can, you know, get him off the Rams active roster or practice squad so we can have him compete in training camp, and he's—I mean, obviously, you know—he's with his bloodlines. His brother was in the NFL, yeah. and his brother was—I mean, he obviously is. Kevin's blog is named after him, but uh, um, the—he's got sub four-two speed, four-two forty speed, um, and you can't teach that. Um, he is the fastest player on the roster right now. Um, so, he, from from a blazing speed standpoint. Um, that gives you a very intriguing possibility as far as a guy that can stretch the field. I just talked about Meacham um, being that guy. So, look, I don't know who – I really have always said that I feel like I've seen this offense at its best, and in its best it has two receivers that stretch the field, not one. And when, when Devery Henderson was a little bit faster and he was playing alongside Meacham in his prime, those were the two guys. And right now, I, I feel like Morgan's the only one that they really have. So I don't know if it's going to be Kenny Stills. I don't know if it's going to be Salim Hakeem, but um, it's got to be someone, I think, to really take the offense to the level of the skull dragging where, you know, <laughs> best offensive in, in history, greatest show on turf. To, to that level, uh, I, I think they're going to need to run the ball pretty well. But I think that second deep threat um, is what takes this offense from like a top three offense in the NFL to one of the best in history. So um, that, that's a guy I'm really excited like I kind of have my eye on um, seeing how he does in preseason. Does he make explosive plays? I mean, we saw Morgan, and we all got excited about Morgan a couple of years ago when he blew up out of nowhere in preseason. And I could see him being that guy because he's got the speed and if he's going up against, in the third and fourth quarter against third and fourth string cornerbacks, there's just no way they're going to be able to run with
1: him. And Ryan Griffin for Tulane's got a strong arm, and he can throw bombs. So that could be fun. That yeah. could be a reason to watch that, games in the fourth quarter. That uh, would be a lot of fun. Kevin, is there anything about the Saints going into this year that you're starting to talk yourself into? It's either going to be good, better than people think, or just you're just wish-casting. You're just saying, you know what? The linebackers are going to be better than people think. Or just... Something like uh, that.
2: the old hey, hey, I'm I am the you know I hate to be the the boring bland guy, but I I all all I do is I just think playoffs get to the playoffs. That's all that's, that that's that's what I want each and every year. Get me to the postseason. I don't care if you back your way in. Huh. I don't care if you storm your way to the to the postseason from the get go. Doesn't matter. Get me to the postseason. Especially this year. Just get me to postseason. I know Wang likes to concoct these epic tales of how the Saints wind up on the Iron Throne year in and year out, and it's wonderful to read, and I love it week in and week out, but just get me to the playoffs. That's all, and I'll come up with, you know, I, I, I have an opinion after training camp. I have my opinion after preseason, and that's, you know, Well, well playoffs,
1: man. We'll talk about we we'll, as we get to training camp and we start doing the previews of it we'll we'll break down the you know the other teams in the south and the n f c and that sort of thing but my sense of it is i think the n f c South might be a little bit better than than it has been in past years and i think they're all i think they're i think all of the teams might be in the lumped in together like they're all they're all gonna be in the seven to like the, the the ceiling I think in the South is 11 wins, and I think the floor will be seven. So I think they're all going to be lumped in there, but we'll see. Um, yeah, but-
3: that's a good call, Ralph. You know, because if you look at it, um, the Falcons were 10 and 0 last year when not playing an NFC South team in the regular season. And they were three and three in their division.
1: Well, they they were um, they, they were ridiculously lucky, Andrew, in close games. That's not gonna that's they, not gonna they go. were that's not gonna they go absolutely
3: to were. And, and in fact, they had a win over Carolina, which was complete horseshit. Um, and and they should have lost that game, so they easily could have gone two and four in the division. Um, but so anyway, but but I think the division even last year was very balanced. I mean, Tampa kind of fell apart, but. You know, they had some big wins. They had some good games. Um, Carolina started abysmal and then kind of came back and and finished the season strong. And uh, the Saints had an even worse start and uh, they kind of came back and then fell apart at the end of the season. So, but I think the Falcons were lucky to kind of pull away from the pack early uh, because everyone else was doing so bad, especially Carolina and New Orleans at the beginning. Um, So, With that division, five weeks into the season was pretty much sewed up. Um, And so I I think that's what's going to be really important is to start um, the season better for for all of these teams so that, um, you know, they're kind of keeping in closer contact with each other as you get later into the season so these games matter a bit more for the division title. But, and, you know, one team's not running away with it like Atlanta last year. But um, if it gets deep into the season, and everyone's relatively close, and I think those games are, well, obviously they're really going to matter, but um, I think they're pretty close in talent. I mean, the Saints, I think, have by far the best quarterback, and so from that standpoint, um, I certainly like the Saints' chances. I think Atlanta's got maybe the deepest roster. I think Carolina has the best running game. And the and worst I coach
1: think, by far.
3: And, and the worst coach by far. <laughs> And uh, Tampa's kind of the X factor. You know, they've got some talent. They're dangerous. So, yeah, if I had to guess, I would say that Tampa is probably the weakest of the bunch, but they spent a lot of money these last two off-seasons getting some top-tier free agent talent. So, um, I mean, I really think it's one of the best divisions in football right now, top to bottom.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Kevin, if there is one... Thing about the NFC South that not, barring injuries you can't you can make one thing about right. another you know i could say you can make one thing about another another team in the NFC South be terrible but you can't say okay i want Matt ryan to break his leg cuz we don't right, we, right. we don't want injury so so tell me If you could pick one thing in NFC South to go horribly wrong for a team, whatever that would be, and it can't be injury-related, what would that specific thing be?
2: Well, I would say something for the Falcons, but I just know that no matter what, it's going to end up biting them in the ass anyway. So, you know, Roddy White will open his gums and and say stupid shit, and it'll bite him in the ass like like it always has. I'll say I hope that Cam Newton, you know, Keeps creating, you know, creates some some fucking distance and with his with his antics and you know pisses off the wrong guys on his team, and, you know, creates a little bit of uh, stress. So yeah, I'll go with
1: that. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so now like it's that. now it's time to get to America's favorite tournament, the tournament to decide Kevin Iron Eagle held wrestling intro music. Uh, Kevin, before we get to the next round in the bracket, give the people a quick update on how it's going your your, your um, wrestling career
2: sure well this past uh this past uh, week or well this past Tuesday, I went but couldn't actually do any of uh, do any practicing. I kind of just sat and just observed because I started working out like a new workout regimen and because I haven't done squats in, you know, six to eight months and because I'm a freaking idiot, I was all like, oh, I'm a big, strong man. I can deal with doing this number of squats this much, blah, blah, blah. Well, I did them on Sunday. Monday was okay. Monday night, I was like, ah, my legs feel kind of tingly. Tuesday, I wake up and it just hurt to even think about moving my legs. So uh, I'm only now just starting to like get over it where i can actually like bend and <laughs> so you know i should be good to go again by tomorrow
1: all right so that's that's good so you're basically you're you weren't you weren't on injured reserve but you were day-to-day
2: yeah i i was i was on the uh i was on the bike
1: so let's get to the bracket sure uh, what bracket are we in and let's uh get let's get this thing rolling
2: Yeah, absolutely. We are in the uh, From Parts Unknown region. Uh, We got the number one seed, Baddest Man Alive by the Black Keys, featuring RZA, against the number nine seed in the evening, the uh, Led Zeppelin. Uh, Ralph what I'll let you lead this one off.
1: Ooh, this is... You know, I'm going to go... Oh, so I'm going to go in the evening, Led Zeppelin just because i think for you i think it's a, I think it's a i think it's a better fit for you and what you're trying to do um and i i think maybe that you guys disagree with me i think that song it i think it plays better if you're a villain and that's where i think you'll end up being so i'm going to go yeah. in the in the evening andrew
3: um you know this is tough Love the Black Keys. I mean, obviously, Led Zeppelin. I mean, none of the bands in this tournament exist if it's not for Led Zeppelin. That is
1: true. um, They're they're
3: kind of the forefathers. I mean, that's kind of like the Vince Lombardi of this tournament, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, it's tough. I mean, I'm a big fan of both songs in the evening. um, By the way, I challenge anyone to listen to a Led Zeppelin song and read lyrics of Led Zeppelin songs that don't <laughs> reference either love or a woman. Um, they, they all, do. I mean, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to go with Zeppelin because I love upsets and, you know, the top seed in this bracket going down kind of blows things up. And, um, there's kind of a little, uh, in the evening has a little attitude to it, you know, just kind of a, uh, I don't know uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is but I feel like the theme of the song is just a little ornery so I'm gonna go with that i I kind of view Kevin
1: as an
2: ornery guy
1: that's a good that's a good that's a good description kevin
2: yeah i, I, I like that description uh I mean it's it's two I mean both you guys already voted for Led Zeppelin so it's irrelevant but I'll throw love to Black Keys uh, in passing and 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 just say yeah i'll 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 give them my my vote in the losing effort uh because it really is a it really is a great fucking tune, and frankly, again, a, a, again the lyric "I'll tell a great white shark to brush his teeth" <laughs> is it's just it it really makes me smile. Um, so now we go to the next matchup. The next matchup. if you two were fucking flustered by this by the first one, you're oh. gonna be flustered by this one. The five seed Genesis by Justice
1: Ooh. against
2: the four, against the four seed. I get wet by Andrew W, oh
1: my God, I forgot about this matchup. Oh. Uh, uh, I don't do who's going first, Kevin,
2: uh, Jude, why don't you go first because the next one I already know what you're voting. <laughs> Am I that transparent y- Yes, well, I mean, for this particular vote, yes. Oh,
3: man, this is tough. I think I'm going to have to go with Andrew W.K. on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've said this before, pretty anthemic music. And, um, you know, it just just kind of the I get wet when the party is dying, I get wet without even trying. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it, there, there, there's kind of a, a double whammy there where I can just feel like there's kind of a nut job element that I think is something that will serve Kevin well. And there's also the, the dichotomy there, the, the double entendre of both. Um, you know, it can mean, you know, the sweat, for, you know, for, from your drug addiction, from, from needing your fix. Um, since, you know, we talked about this, I, we, I envision you being a heroin addict. and uh, But also just the sexual element, which um, will give your opponent the creeps. So, yeah, I, I'm down with that. Andrew
2: W. K. Thanks. All right, I'll go, uh, and I'll, lead, I'll 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 give, I'm going to make Andrew uh, I'm going to make uh, Ralph sweat the final vote, and I'll go Genesis uh, by Justice, just because again, the first I mean really the first thirty seconds of of, of uh, Genesis, it's very uh very like. Roman Roman Empire Greek Empire yeah. slate ship you know guys having to row and row and there's a dr- that war drum you know like row row and yeah it all of a sudden goes and it t- does a fucking like weird ass ninety degree sharp turn oh, into I... weird borderline weird techno stuff but it still keeps that same beat and doesn't become like obnoxious techno it becomes the kind of techno that you would see in in one of those foreign like Japanese action movies that would have you and your buddies like fucking shoulder punch each other going, Oh my God, this is fucking awesome. While a guy like dodges like nine bullets and manages to kill like three guys with his legs.
1: Or it's like, or it's like perfect montage music for like uh, a movie where the the hero is like picking out his weapons, you know, and like loading his pistol and ready, getting ready to go to war. Right. So you're picking that one. So you're you're putting it on me. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I think I'm gonna have to go with my boy uh, Andrew K. Because I I just it's I get what it's, it's just so so good. It, it it breaks my heart that i had to make this decision i was hoping you would let me go and then you would get to make the call but you put it on me and it just no i no i'm changing my mind i'm going i'm going uh justice i'm Whoa. I'm, I'm going i'm changing my mind it it breaks my heart but i i'm i'm uh I'm going, I'm going justice because I feel like with Kevin,
0: I had a feeling
3: you might go the techno route
1: because I, I, the thing is, I feel like Kevin can get in the ring and then he could come up with something goofy and weird yet evil. So when he's a heel, right when the techno music comes in, he can start to do it, whatever that would be to bait the crowd. And as he baits the crowd, when the techno music kicks in, it will be awesome. Or Kevin will get knifed to death. Either way, way, it's a win for the audience because it's entertaining.
2: Right, exactly, exactly. I aim to please the crowd. Um, And so now we go to our next matchup. Um, We have the sixth seed, Ashes to Ashes by Faith No More, (laughs) against the three seed, against the three seed, Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. Uh, Ralph, I'm going to let you lead this one off.
3: Oh, I...
1: This is awful. I'm going to go... I thought this was going to be easy, Kevin. It's not easy at all.
2: Hey, man, once that first... Dude, once that first round
1: ended, man, shit got
2: hard immediately. I
1: I love Bulls on Parade, but I I feel like there's a lot of similar songs to it. I I think The Faith No More, you got to go that route for this one.
2: Well... You basically handed it to him, so I'm going to make it a clean fucking sweep, and I'm going to go Ashes to Ashes, Faith No More. Uh, Jude, why don't you uh, go on ahead and just say what we all know? Actually, no. Um, I'm not
3: going to do that. No! I, mean, I am. Yeah, I'm not going to do a clean sweep here. Um, I'm going to vote Rage Against the Machine. And here's... I mean, it doesn't matter, but here's my right. thinking. I mean, Ashes to Ashes, great tune. I love it. Faith No More is one of my favorite bands of all time, but. Ashes to Ashes, you know, the chorus is kind of, uh, it, obviously there's a slow buildup and it never, that, that song never really reaches uh, uh, a peak in terms of intensity. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a very slow moving uh, pre-chorus and, and verse and then when you get to the chorus, it's just kind of a, I mean, it's a great hook and a great chorus, but, it, you know, it's just more of a classic rock tune. Um, it's not one of their more up-tempo and, and crazy songs, and I just feel like Bulls on Parade with the Wawa pedal, which um, kind of revolutionized, I think, the Wawa pedal in some ways, that, that specific song, it's just such a kick in the face right from the very beginning, and then, you know, it kind of slows down and gives you the little wawa effect, and then Zach Del, Roche, Del Rocha comes in and just says, go with it now, and then the band just kicks right back into it, and there's a lot of angst and anger and just intensity that comes in that build up. And uh so I I don't know, I just feel like that song probably fits any wrestler a little bit better than Ashes to Ashes. Um, I mean if you if you gave me all of Faith in no the catalog I would probably pick ninety nine percent of it over Rage's stuff, but Bulls on Parade is is just classic, man. Love that tune. So yeah. I refuse to allow the complete sweep here. I'm
2: sorry.
1: the the song that well, sold the song that sold 10 million Wawa petals pulls on parade.
2: That, I mean that right there. That right there may be the biggest upset of this entire round of the tournament. Is Juge not voting for Faith No More? Uh, all right, now we come to the final one. Uh, we have the seven seed, My Wave by Soundgarden, taking on the number two seed, Young Man Dead by the Black Angels. And I will go first on this one. I'm gonna go, uh, young man, dead by the Black Angels. I think I fucking love my wave. I absolutely fucking love my wave. The whole intro, how it takes a while to get to actual lyrics, and it just it just starts out with like a lick, and then like a high pitched riff, and then it just gets going. And I know, I I, I mean, I know I'm pounding the hell out of it, but again, I feel like young man, dead is just the right the right kind of creepy fucking tone it never rises up it stays like right. In, it stays like in a bog and it's like you ain't getting out of this you are stuck here you are going to be stuck here get used to it here's this guy you gotta wrestle <laughs> you should sort of be worried about what the fuck is going on because th- this man coming to the ring here he's an enigma strange. It's 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 a weird situation. You're gonna be uncomfortable. He wants you to be uncomfortable. What's gonna happen? I don't know. Well, there you go. That, that, that's that's you my know. vote. Uh, Ralph, why don't why don't you go?
1: Oh, I I hate to I hate to agree with you, Kevin, because it doesn't make as fun a show. But I gotta. Uh, I don't know i gotta go i gotta go young man dead because i just i feel like I feel like we need we need for you we need odd we need oddities and part of me thinking you know what'm I'm, I'm gonna go the other way and i'm gonna make Juge <laughs> make a decision you dick I know I am, I know I am, but you, you haven't had to make a call yet this show so 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 I'm going the other way, and you sir, have to make the call. Uh, well, I was
3: definitely going to pick my way to put it on Ralph. Uh, but now that I've got to make a decision, uh, first of all, Kevin, you make a an incredibly compelling case for young men dead. And, I mean, it, it, if I'm thinking about my vision of what, you know, dude, just putting songs aside for a second, if you ask me what do I want as a song for Kevin, I want something weird. I want something that's just going to be like, what is this? I kind of feel uncomfortable. I'm not sure if I have IBS or if it's this guy I'm wrestling, but something's <laughs> wrong with this picture and I, I, I don't want to be here right now, but I guess I have a job to do. And, and, and so just a whole mental discomfort that that in general, that, that's what I would want. So I think that song does do a good job of it. And, you know, the theme is about a young man dead and, and, you know, it talks about blood and killing. And so, uh, I mean, how could you not be uncomfortable on the flip side? My, I mean, I'm a grunge, '90s grunge era kid uh, where I learned yep. how to play guitar and I never grew up out of that era in terms of my musical taste. Um, I really never did. and Cornell, one of the, best, one of the best rock front men of all time. And my wave is a great theme song too. I mean, it, it, it the, the whole theme of, and the whole vibe of that song is keep off my wave. I'm going to, I'm going to do my own thing and don't fuck with me. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to march to the beat of my own drum and, you know, don't come over here, piss on my gate and, and, and mess with me because it will be hell to pick. So, um, I think that theme fits well with the wrestler too. Um, and I think if I was going to pick my own personal taste, it would be Soundgarden. And I also love the idea of an upset, uh, but I'm sitting here talking about it and I'm still trying to come <laughs> up with a decision. I'm on the sense 50, here. I think I have, to, man, this sucks. I think I'm going to have to bypass my own self-interest and for the sake of Kevin and for the sake of this exercise, it's about him. It's not about me.
2: <laughs>
3: so I reluctantly <laughs> will have to go with young men dead despite the fact that I'm I feel like I'm betraying my identity as a human being. <laughs> I mean, you
2: see? You see, I mean, the song is already the song has already had its effect. It's made you question who you are. There you go. Yeah.
3: I I think I might have IBS. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's your line of the night right there. Rat Ralph, you want a soundbite for a future intro? There's
1: your sound bite right there. Andrew saying, I think I've got ICS. <laughs> Rack it. It's done. That's going to be part of the intro, Andrew. Congrat- congratulations. Um, made it this, the this podcast was a big, beautiful barrel of nothing, but it's the middle of July, people. What the fuck do you want? Right. Uh, right. You know, so on that note for uh, Kevin held, who will write for Akeem? Write for Akeem Drops the ball and the Canastream Chronicle eventually. Andrew Juju who Andrew Jujus is already doing goddamn position breakdowns. Andrew, what the hell are you going to write when they start training camp? You're already doing position breakdowns. You got to hold them bullets, my friend.
3: Uh, I don't know. I'll think of something, man. <laughs> Maybe we'll do four podcasts a week.
1: Well, we, you know what though, <laughs> if we can, uh, if we can get the Google Hangout thing set up and it archives, for, it, and it, and it and we can get the auto archive thing set up, and I don't have to do any archive work, I'm down with that. But for these two knuckleheads, I'm Ralph Marlboro. Until next week, people be safe.